Well, that certainly didn't work out any better. The Nashville Predators lose to the Vancouver Canucks again, this time 5-2. to two. We'll have our one word to describe the loss and two big things that doom the Predators talk about today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day every single day. We are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys, and we appreciate the support you give us week in and week out. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have, like me, a very sleepy partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at the Hockey News. Uh, Speaking of sleepy, today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get up to a $100 match in your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Ann. Um... Yeah, that, that didn't work out any better this time. I think yesterday you compared uh, this Preds uh, Canucks game to like a chance to retake the test and you don't want to fail the retake of the test. Uh, Nashville Predators, I think, lit the test on fire, flipped the <laughs> desk and said, bullies rule, and then just <laughs> leaped headfirst out of the school window. Yes, that, I think that's actually a very apt description. And here's what is so frustrating about the loss last night. The Predators played better, I think, in this game against Vancouver than they did against the game last week overall, more consistently over a stretch of time in the 60 minutes of hockey. But fat lot of good that it did them because they lost five to two. Now, in in Nashville's defense, it didn't feel like a five to two loss because it was a one goal game, you know, pretty, pretty much through most of the three periods. But it's not how you start. It's not how it is in the second period. It is, my friends, unfortunately, how you end the game that counts. And it just, Nashville didn't get it done against a hot Vancouver Canucks team. Yeah, there were some moments when you're like, okay, Preds are Preds got something cooking here. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver went up one nothing. Uh, the Preds scored two very quick goals back to back to go up two to one. Looked like they had some momentum going with a uh, five on four extended five on four penalty. Uh, some discipline issues ruined that. We'll talk about that and coming up. Uh, and then from there, it, the game seemed to turn on their head. Elias Pettersson scored twice in the second period. Uh, the Canucks scored two more in the third, including Pedersen again, who had the hat trick. 5-2 Vancouver, the final score. And your one word to describe last night's game. My one word is Mountain Dew Jelly. Hear me out, friends. Have you ever had Mountain Dew Jelly? Have you heard of this before, Nick? I have not, but I have a feeling you're about to teach me. I'm about to open your eyes to a whole world that none of us necessarily knew was out there, but here we are. So yesterday I was given a jar of Mountain Dew jelly and I thought this is fantastic. You know, it's, and it is literally jelly made out of Mountain Dew. I also was given a jar of Dr. Pepper jelly. Haven't tried that one yet, but that's on today's menu. 
Here is kind of my analogy. Mountain Dew jelly, of course, it's jelly. It is very sticky. And friends, I'm just pointing that out because there was something jacked up about the ice last night. <laughs> there was something sticky and weird about the ice. Like my my quads hurt trying to imaginary skate with the Nashville Predators on that ice. So putting that aside, but it is a jelly that's made for Mountain Dew. Everybody loves Mountain Dew. Most everybody loves Mountain Dew. So you know this is going to be a jelly that's going to give you a little bit of sugar, a little bit of energy. And you think this is going to be amazing on a PB&J. Like we're not talking grape, we're not talking strawberry, we're talking Mountain Dew jelly. Here's what is real. Mountain Dew jelly and peanut butter don't make a great sandwich. And that's kind of where this game landed for me. Like Mountain Dew jelly would be great on a biscuit, like by itself on a biscuit, but it doesn't quite meet that. Like if you want a quality jelly, it's got to go with peanut butter. Mountain Dew jelly does not quite meet that. And that's where this game performance was. A, it was sticky. B, it had a lot of energy. There, were, I think the Predators played with some good energy. I think they played with much better pace than we saw in the last game against Vancouver. But it just did not hit where you needed it to hit. Maybe that was a performance that it would have beat a lesser team, a more biscuit-like team. But when you're playing a hot team, when you're playing Elias Pettersson, when you are up against Thatcher Demko, who is having just a fantastic start to his season, you have to be better than Mountain Dew Jelly. And the Nashville Predators just, they just couldn't quite pull it off last night. It was, it was what you, you really hoped it was going to be amazing, but it didn't hit quite like you thought it was going to. Can I ask where you're getting these jellies from? I know people. I just know how, people. How are you getting a Dr. Pepper and a Mountain Dew jelly on, on the same day? Well, I did pass on like the strawberry jalapeno stuff because who are the people who are putting jalapenos in jellies? Oh, oh, I know a lot of people that love like spicy jelly. On Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Well, it it's like good, like it's good to make like kind of like a meat sauce almost. No, thank you. Don't it, then that's false advertising. Don't like don't call it jelly. Call it meat sauce because you don't put a jalapeno in a jelly. Oh, I know a lot of people that love pepper jellies. That's nasty. Pepper jellies on like a piece of toast or something like that. I think more people will go for the pepper jelly than the Mountain Dew jelly. Now, do Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pepper jelly, I can see because there's like I'm some pumped about lunch today. Sauces. Yeah. But no, I don't. I, pepper jelly. Do you eat that with peanut butter? I don't think so. Oh, but you can still have it on something. Yeah. It sounds like a biscuit jelly, which again, we're talking about not good enough. Yeah. Um, hey, this is Locked on Predators. This is a hockey <laughs> podcast. So let's go back <laughs> to Predators versus Canucks. Uh, my one word, Anne, is greased pig. Oh, dear. We've seen the grease pig contest before. Okay. You, you grease up a pig. You, you throw them out in the pig pen, and everybody takes turns trying to grab at them. You launch yourself. There's, like, people diving across to try to get, like, a tackle on the pig. But it's all greasy, so it just slips right out. That seemed to be what the Nashville Predators uh, were trying to do to the Vancouver Canucks last night and get control of this game. It just yeah. seemed like every time the Nashville Predators had this game cornered, had the Vancouver Canucks in a tough spot, uh, the, the pig would just slip out of their hands metaphorically. It's like, hey, I finally got my hands on this pig. Whoop, it slipped out. Hey, we finally got a 2-1 lead with a giant four-minute power play. And oh, uh, that slipped away from us too. 
Uh, not to mention there looked to be a lot of grease on the ice because I'm with you. There, there is something that going on funny. there. Not, not just Liam Foodie falling, but just some weird bounces going on uh, in the game too. Like I'm not sure if there was like an event or something uh, in Vancouver or something like that where like yeah. you know, it was covering the ice for a little bit. Um, but yeah, there, there was something going on there. But yeah, it just seemed like the Nashville Predators had a lot of chances to take control of this game. And, you know, I'm with you. They, I think there was moments where I was like, they're playing pretty good. Um, certainly I, I would say better than last time, but it just feels like whenever they had a chance to really like rip the hearts out of the Vancouver Canucks and really kind of put their stamp on this game and take it over, it just slipped out. And part of that is Elias Pettersson, um, who played fantastic last night. Uh, but, you know, I think that a lot of it was also the Preds' own sort of, you know, their their selves just shooting themselves in the foot whenever they were trying to get ready to play. Yeah, there was definitely some self-inflicted wounds there. And I love your analogy because I do feel like there were times in this game where I thought Nashville has this game right where they want it. They are exactly where they want to be, and they're getting ready to capitalize on, on this momentum, on what's going on. Okay, now we've hit the ground running, and we're ready to go. And like you said, just whoop right away. Who is the guy on SportsCenter that makes that noise when Chris he does Berman. the pilots? Yes, there was, it's that whoop. That's exactly what happened last night in this game. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, they definitely whooped it. That's they whooped sure. it. Um. Yeah, so that's... Kind of a tough spot for the Nashville Predators to be Ooh. in. A uh, 5-2 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. But there's a couple of things in particular that you watch from this game and, and thought, oh boy, yeah. this is terrible. Yeah. Uh, let's get into some of that coming up in just one second. First, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Indeed. You know when you're playing fantasy sports and you can basically just handpick all the players you want to come out with that perfect team? Don't you wish you could do that same thing with your business? Well, if you're building a roster to win your business league, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. You can do it all on Indeed. You can find top talent fast with Indeed's powerful suite of hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments and virtual interviews and if you hate waiting all of us do right indeed's us data shows over 80 percent of indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job indeed knows when you're growing your own business you have to make every dollar count and that's why with indeed you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements so you don't have to pay money for all that fluff. Try it yourself. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Again, Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Once more time, Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. This episode's also brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. 
Now, I know that there is still this lingering belief among some people that therapy is just for folks who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can be beneficial for everyone when it comes to things like learning new coping skills, setting healthy boundaries, and empowering you to be the best version of yourself. Friends, we all have areas of our lives that we know could be better if we learned how to navigate maybe a relationship or a circumstance in a new way. If you are thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So just go and fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you find that you're looking for maybe a different fit, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NHL today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NHL for 10% off your first month. All right. Nashville Predators lose to the Vancouver Canucks 5 to 2. Woof. Uh, woof. Uh, Anna, what stood out to you in this game? There were, you know what, it's so funny. There were a couple of little things that really stood out to me in this game. But the one thing that I feel like we really have to talk about in this game and in some previous games and for some upcoming games is we have got to talk about the penalty kill, y'all. It's not getting any better, is What's it? What's happening? Yeah, what's happening? And here's the thing. I'm like trying to kind of think through it because this is an experienced penalty kill group. You have, you know, you've got Ryan McDonough who blocks shots like I, you know, inhale. You know, he's very good at what he does. Yakov Trenin, great. Colton Sissons is on there. Alexander Carrier plays there. Jeremy Lazon. Like you have players who have experience on the penalty kill out there on the ice so it's not necessarily anything new. I don't know if maybe they're so focused in practices on implementing this new power play system that maybe the penalty kill has lapsed a little bit, but it's really a problem. If you take away these goals that they're giving up five on four, mm-hmm. you know, you've got some different outcomes to games and it's yeah. something the Predators have to get a handle on. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's interesting because I'm not sure, you know, I'm maybe we're going to have to do like a deep dive into the film, you know, this year compared to last year and what to see really what's going on, but yeah. Um, you know, certainly the best penalty killer last year was UC Soros, but you know, like even like the goaltending, you know, for the for the penalty kill, uh, you know, has been like not you know, superb, but superb everywhere else. Right. Um, so, you know, maybe that's something to do with it, but I- I'm with you. Like, you know, there's the Preds were one of the best teams in the league last year at blocking shots. And a lot of those came on the penalty kill just because everybody on the ice was so smart about positioning themselves. And yeah, I, I know you have guys like Ryan McDonough, but there's also some decent speed back there. We saw it last year, you know, guys like Dante Favreau and Alex Carrier were good about kind of skating around and managing space. Um, and I'm not sure what change. Yeah, I, I I can't pinpoint what, what happened because this was something that really was a strength. Now, part of it was last year, the Predators practiced it a lot because they were in and out of the box, like there were cookies there. 
Um, and they've done better. And it's and it's frustrating because the penalty kill, you know, there were some penalties that they shouldn't have taken. And we're going to talk about that. But usually you expect the penalty kill can cover a little bit of that. And it seems like it's just not able to do that. Well, it's also, you know, other than there's a couple moments in this game, but overall, the Preds have done better at not taking stupid penalties. Absolutely. This year, their their penalty minutes, you know, have greatly reduced yeah. uh, from last year. There's a couple of things in this game that we're going to talk about that uh, maybe not the case. <laughs> uh, but as a whole, from season to season, the Preds are, you know, you know, taking less dumb penalties and there's less work to do. And that's it's crazy because I'm with you. You the Preds are doing a lot of things right. They are mm-hmm. one of the best defensive teams at five on five uh, this year. Like the goaltending has been there. Yes. Um, yeah. And they're being more disciplined and they're getting more offensive chances this year. There's a lot of things that you're like, oh, okay. The Predators should be, you know, much better than they were last year. And then the penalty kill is so bad that it's almost like, you know, like a goal every, you know, one out of, you know, one and a half power plays. Yeah. And that's, and that is what's the, you know, the biggest reason the Predators have a losing record right now, instead of being, you know, a, you know, better than a 500 hockey team. Part of it, I do want to say, if you look at the teams that the Nashville Predators have had to play out of the gate, you do have to remember, these are teams that have really good penalty or uh, power plays. You know, you have Edmonton, you have right now, Vancouver is super hot on the power play. Um, Seattle is in the top like third for power play. So you're looking at teams that Nashville has had to face coming out of the gate, that this is something that is a strength to them. But you are also going to face some of these teams again. This is Vancouver Take two, you know, coming up Thursday, we have Seattle. Take two, they have the ninth best power play. Edmonton has the 10th best. You know Edmonton has a power play that is going to eviscerate you if you let them. You know, so Nashville, this is something Nashville can't ignore. Um, So I think part of it is circumstantial statistically, like you are playing some of the top, you know, teams in the power play, but you're going to play teams with a good power play. You have to have your penalty here. Like you've got to get it straightened out. And I'm also a little bit surprised. I feel like we've seen far fewer shorthanded chances too on the penalty kill where last year, I feel like, you know, whether they capitalized on them or not, and more times than not, they didn't capitalize on the shorthanded chance. At least you, you tied up the team and it feels like we're giving a lot of offensive zone set up time to our opponents when it comes to the penalty kill. And it is, it is hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have that sort of threat of a counterattack, Right. Anymore in, in this game. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to say the least. And again, I would love to maybe go back and maybe break down some game film and figure out, okay, exactly uh, what is going on here. Like, you know, why is this? What's um, not working? Yeah, what's not working here? Uh, And there were two big moments in in last night's game that I think did cost the Nashville Predators the game, or at the very least just chopped momentum right out of their hands. We're going to tell you what those two moments are in just one second. First, though, I want to mention today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Austin Matthews could score 60 goals again. 
the Golden Knights could lift the Stanley Cup again. And the most exciting, you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contest all you have to do is pick whether some nhl studs crosby mckinnon mccarr connor bedard will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals assists saves plus minus and more in any given game so here's what we have tonight frank fatrano uh who if you didn't know is leading the nhl in goals right now guessing some of you didn't even know who that was uh over under 2.5 shots on goal, go with the over there. Our buddy, Ryan Johansson, over under 1.5 shots on goal. We know Joey likes to shoot on the power play. Let's go over on that one. And Clayton Keller, one of the hottest players in the NHL right now, 0.5 points. So will he record a point or not tonight against Anaheim? Anaheim's defense is kind of shaky. So I'm going to say Clayton Keller scores a point. To win that 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You're hearing, Preds fans, you can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that is code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, and talking about the Preds' loss to the Vancouver Canucks, and I can pinpoint two big things uh, in, in last night's game. One is when the Predators went up two to one. They went up mm -hmm. two to one, and then immediately after that uh, was JT Miller springing a gasket. Like this was, <laughs> this was like forty seconds uh, after the Dante Fabro goal. JT Miller gets called for hooking. Uh, he then gets an unsportsmanlike conduct because he won't shut up when he's arguing with the refs about it. Yeah. So the Preds get a four-minute power play 40 seconds after going up uh, yes. to one. Perfect chance to be like, screw you, we're taking control of this game. Yes. Uh, the power play was okay. Like, not nothing great, but nothing super bad either. Uh, what happened after that, though, is that Tyson Berry – Lost the puck, really bad turnover, and then got the hook. Yes. Yes, Suter, uh, to negate the rest of that Predators man advantage. Uh, that killed the power play. We started out four on four, and right off the bat, Elias Pettersson uh, yeah. scored uh, to put the, the game back level. So that was number one, Ann. The number mm -hmm. one moment that I think really sort of shifted this game. Yeah, I agree with you. And it was so frustrating because I am with you. At that point, Nashville has all the momentum. You just scored two goals in less than a minute. You know, you are on the power play. You're on a four-minute power play. Thank you, JT Miller, for your dissertation on what you think of the officiating. We appreciate it. <laughs> um, but you can't give that away. Nashville gave that away. You still had time to get a power play goal, which not only would give you a goal, it's going to help you pile on when you already have the upper hand and they gave it away. They gave it away. It was maddening. That was maddening to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, how we kept talking about, you know, we wanted to see the Predators sort of rip the hearts out of the Vancouver Canucks, and they had chances to do that. This was one of those chances. You had a chance to, you know, in four minutes, at least score one power play goal. Yeah. That puts you up three to one going to the second period. And, yeah, I know Vancouver did well, but that's, you know, it's still a big hole to climb out of, yeah. uh, especially going into a period. Who knows? Maybe you get a second power play goal on there too. And then it's four to one. Uh, and then it's just kind of protecting the lead from there on out. Instead, not only do you kill the momentum, you give Vancouver a four on four and Elias Pettersson is a player that you don't want to give extra space to. Right. Especially when he's out there with Quinn Hughes and, and the same thing happened later in this game. It was, I believe three to two. Uh, mm -hmm. At this point, it was the third period. Uh, Nils Hoglander uh, had a penalty against Tyson Berry. Preds go out uh, on the power play, a chance to get a power play goal to tie the game. Uh, and then what happens five seconds or so into that man advantage? Philip Forsberg yeah. uh, takes a penalty. Now, in, in his credit. Fair. Say if, it. If say he call. It. Weird call. Weird call. Yeah, not not the best call. I think even Chris Mason was like, "That's what they called." <laughs> like that's that's the penalty. You could tell from Philip Forsberg's face, he also was trying to process what had just happened to him. Yeah, yeah I don't think was, Ryan O'Reilly. They showed Ryan O'Reilly talking with the refs multiple times. Yeah, after that too. But what happened after that? After the Predators lost the man advantage, and that's play four and four. JT Miller scores not but a minute into that. Yes. Uh, and all of a sudden, instead of, you know, playing for a chance to tie, you're now down 4-2. And it felt like at that point, Anne, um, it, it was just completely in the Canucks' favor. And I think right. you and I were both talking about, it's like, okay, this, this game's done. Yeah. Um, you know, because even after that, it wasn't until, you know, late in the game, uh, when the Predators had like the net empty and were really starting to push, the Predators seemed to kind of get control back. It just seemed like the Predators completely went flat uh, after that. Yeah, and so much of it is about capitalizing on that momentum because what Nashville didn't do, Vancouver Canucks did do. You know, they were on the penalty kill, then they get four on four and they attack. You know, oh. and and once they capitalized on that, momentum is their way and you have to you know there are ebbs and flows to games based on what is going on but you have to know when to capitalize and and surf the big wave that you're on and Nashville didn't do it Nashville and and that's the problem it's not that Vancouver stopped the Predators so much as Nashville it was self-inflicted self-inflicted interruption of opportunities to take control of this game and, and that is hard to watch. And, you know, you can say it's, you know, this is a young team and they're still learning. And I, I don't know that that's it. I don't know what it is where we saw the Predators get into the, get in their own way last night, but it's something that they're definitely going to have to work on because friends, the schedule is not going to get a lot easier on this road trip. You know, they still have Edmonton, they've got Seattle on Thursday, you know, and they've got Winnipeg coming up, which is, you know, this is a, a team you want to beat in the central. So the Predators have to kind of figure out how to eliminate getting in their own way. Yeah. Um, one quick point uh, mm -hmm. for last night, it was Kevin Lankinen's first start of the season. Uh, and what, what do you think of his performance? You know what? I think it it was good. 
there were a couple of say a couple of goals where you're like, would UC Saros have made that save? But here is my thing. He also made huge saves to keep Nashville in this game for a while. So I think it was a I think it was a, a pretty good showing from him. I also hate that I hate that you have to have UC Saros like saves to keep Nashville in a game. So I kind of wrestle with that, but look, I thought Lincoln and looked fine. I really did. I don't think that goaltending was the problem at all last night. No. Yeah. He wasn't, it, let me, I'll, I guess I'll put it like this. Uh, it wasn't, you know, anything that they look at him. It was like, boy, like UC Saros is in that game and right. this is a different thing. Um, oh, you know, although UC Saros is so good, maybe it is, but uh, there was like, I think the, you know, the, the first, Pedersen goal mm. I think it was where it's just kind of like a weird play like yeah. weird bounce and sort of an unlucky one um yeah and then it was maybe the the second Pedersen goal if I'm remembering correctly that I looked at and it's like okay you know that's that's a savable play yeah that's one he's uh, gonna want back yeah but the, but other than that like you know there, there's there's other plays where it's just really good play by Vancouver the Preds didn't really defend him well yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like we're on the same page about that. Like, you know, not, not a bad performance by Kevin Lincoln, uh, but certainly some, uh, some eeks in his yeah. first start of yeah. the NHL season, which is to be expected. Goaltending didn't cost the Nashville Predators that game. I do want to get your take. Phil Tomasino, healthy scratch. How do you feel about that? Yeah. Was, was this late? This was late. It because was... Emma Lingen had yeah. actually put, Phil Tomasino on the uh, as the start, yeah, on the yeah on the projected lines, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you know when when the lineups came out, it was officially uh, Sammy Fagimo that came in. Yeah, Um, yeah, so I I don't know if there was some kind of injury there or if that was a mistake, and the Predators like, nah, we're gonna give Fagimo a chance in in this one. Um, Yeah, I mean it's it's curious uh, that out of all the young guns uh mm-hmm. on the nashville predators uh that tomasino has had the hardest time kind of sticking in the lineup especially because he was the one with the most experience coming in so kind of curious yeah about that so far but uh looking at the game last night and i don't think it's too much longer before we see the Cuso parson and healthy scratch either yeah, it was it was a it was a rough game for a couple players. It really was. Yeah. Um, but in Nashville, not a lot of time to turn it around. Taking on Seattle coming up tomorrow night. This is, you know, they shut them out three nothing before, but this is a Seattle team that's probably not, they're probably gonna do better on their retest. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, they're starting to figure things out just a little bit after a rough start. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a game preview of that coming up tomorrow on the Lockdown Predators podcast. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter X, whatever, at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at Penalty Box Radio or on X. I think it's officially called X now. I know it is. I can't get there. Although Twitter.com still works, so who knows? Uh, at underscore NS Morgan. Be sure to follow the podcast there at LO underscore Predators. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram just search Locked on Predators and you'll find us. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.